0: So that, and, 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 and a lot of us will, will relate to, to that, because every one of us at some point in our lives was dealing with issues in our lives, and I, I'm bringing in scriptures that in those seasons of my life, it really meant a lot to me, and, and, and I've learned a lot from those scriptures. Because I went and I I researched those scriptures and I asked the Holy Spirit to to teach me how to deal with with that specific situation. I remember, I think we were in America and and this prophetic word that the guy, one of the pastors was giving, or gave me was that you have a story to tell. You have a story to tell. There are many people that need to hear your story. I want to say Like this. Can you hear me now? Is it, is it echoing? No, it was it I it's fine. Did I go and sit that time? Okay. Was oh, you in front of the speaker? i oh, the speaker. Well, okay. No, is fine. the case, okay now? No, it's yeah, oh, Okay. No. I also want I also want to say to to every one of us, you have a story to tell. Doesn't matter how insignificant you think your story is. Many times your and my story will change the lives of other people and it will bring encouragement and it will bring breakthrough in the lives of other people. I'm not going to go into detail and just go on a rabbit trail and so on, except to say, I'll start off, um, I grew up in a house or in a home where my mother was suffering from major insecurity and rejection and inferiority. And that, yes, my parents loved us very much, but unfortunately, that was a stronghold in my mother's life that came on to came onto my life. So I was suffering from severe rejection, insecurity and inferiority. And uh, <clears throat> I remember this this in this verse in Psalm 139, verse 17 to 19, where which says that your eye saw my substance being yet unfolded and in your book They were all written in the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, there would be more number than the same. God was saying to me, How precious are your thoughts to me, my thoughts toward you. So, uh, because of the fact that I was suffering from insecurity and inferiority, I always had to surround myself with all these rough guys, these big first team rugby players. I was the small guy, way too small for my age. I was a skinny guy and uh, these big guys playing for the, playing locks for the first team and and so on. And they were the guys that were with drinking and partying and all those kind of things. So uh, and the reason why I was doing it is to get protection from the bullies. So now you can imagine because of this I also the guys that were having a lot of girlfriends, I have no self esteem. I was I like the girls from a distance. You know that, with that song of Beth Midler? Bed Midler, God is watching from a distance. So I was watching the girls from a distance. But didn't want to. That was that. I didn't even want people to get the idea that I like a girl. So, uh, and I remember, we had spiritual friends, which wasn't in the same church as us. And they two two daughters, exceptionally spiritful, blonde, beautiful. And I, I said to God, I want a wife that is blonde and it's spiritful and it looks exactly like, like that lady. So I forgot about it. So then I went to university. And uh, even there, I was, I was admiring the girls from a distance, but that was where it stopped. I didn't have the confidence like many of you guys, like the Ben or Paul or these kind of girls. Then just have to go up to the girl, and, and they immediately they fall at your feet in summer. That <laughs> didn't, didn't <work> <laughs> And that is where. <clears throat> I met Melania, and I remember the first time that I I, I took her home. Um, I don't know how it happened that, friend, my mother showed me because we've then moved to another town, and they have moved on. They went to varsity, and my mother showed me a picture, a photo of of this one daughter. Then I almost fell off my chair on a drop. They could have been sisters, Milani and this guy. So I thought, God, you are absolutely an amazing, amazing girl. So that gave me a little bit more confidence. So uh, I always, in these years, I, all, I also was suffering from a victim mentality. I don't know about you guys, but I remember in those years, even things that I am i was the reason for how things turned out. I used to blame God and I used to blame other people. Always. God, but why am I the, the worm in the story? Why does it always happen to me? Why can't it happen to other people and so on? So, uh, it then went on and then but i was still serving god big time so melania and myself went here or came to to natal and in from 1997 to about 2000 oh my word i really enjoyed the things of the world yes i was still i was one one foot i was serving jesus big time in a traditional way (coughs) i think the other with that with the other part of my my being i was serving the world and the things of the world big 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 time and i remember in those in that time i i, I had a dream one night when i dream in this dream i saw that it was there we were the whole world the people of the world were sitting on this massive big lawn and there was all these school benches on this lawn as far as the eye could see people were writing exams I know it was the whole world people of the whole world was writing an exam and I was also writing this exam because this exam I knew that this exam would decide whether I will go to heaven or I will go to hell I remember I looked at my paper, and I see it was a maths paper. Now, I wasn't good at maths at all. Fortunately, in Namibia, it worked like that, in Standard 6. If you didn't like a subject, like maths, or like accounting, it wasn't compulsory for you to take it. So I left it, in Standard 6. Now, you can imagine how all of a sudden I'm sitting here with this maths paper, exam paper. And I see, ah, oh, that's an easy exam. Because on the one side, all that I have to do is, there are, a num- from the bottom, or from the top of the page to the bottom of the page, were numbers. And on the other paper, there were also numbers. And all that you have to do is, that I have to reconcile the figures. So you know that when you were at school, you get column here and the a column there and you have to draw lines, whatever. That is the only thing that I have to do and I thought, oh that's easy. Till I started doing it. Then I realised, oh my word. No no no, there's a mistake here. Because the figures on this on this one doesn't reconcile, it doesn't correspond with the figures on this one. And I know that I know that I'm in big trouble and i said no 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 this cannot be and i started crying because i know oh, that's see i had my tickets and as i was crying, i i all that i i saw jesus only his feet i saw him, uh, this person or i was aware of this person coming to me and i know it was jesus and i only saw his feet and he asked me why are you crying and i said i'm crying because my papers or my, f- I, my 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 figures doesn't reconcile, and he said to me, "Look again." And then I and then I woke up. That was a, a serious wake up call uh, in my life. That was a, a chance that God had, had, had given me. Also, in that time, I was brilliant in. In organizing and Africans we call it the bazaar or a fight you know this church fights or whatever man I was good in organizing that those things and I remember one night in that just after I had this dream I was lying in my bed and I thought oh my word I think must have been Holy Spirit that said to me what are you going to tell God if you die tonight and I thought, oh, my word, Jesus. I can't tell you that I was very good at arranging fights. <laughs> I can't even arrange my own fight. So, or determine my own fight. And, hey. and I heard this, this voice, this thought that came into my head. It was so loud. That it, or you know, it, was, it was a thought, but it was so powerful. It was almost audible. And the thought said to me, if you die tonight, you will go to hell. And I know that I know that I know that this. Because even after this dream, my life was still Not what it was supposed to be. I'm talking now more than two years later. And soon thereafter, there was this another soft thought that came into my head, which said to me that nothing that you do, can be so severe that Jesus didn't die for that. And I thought, wow, this is absolutely amazing. Then then I decided I'm going to make a covenant with God. I went to one of the other rooms and I prayed unto God, if you give me another chance, I will serve you with everything that is within me. So God has given me another chance and that is where the hunger in my heart Started, and one of the first things that in my walk was uh, Hebrews five, verse twelve to fourteen. So I want some of you, if you have your word here, just to read Hebrews twelve, verse five to 4, uh, no, yeah, Hebrews twelve, Hebrews five, verse twelve to fourteen. You ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use. Have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You guys see what, what it says? That milk food is for, for babies. It says that you have to become mature by having your senses exercised. And I thought, God, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in, in, in milk anymore. I want to, to go for the deeper for the deeper things of God and with that we all know that once you start maturing in God life is getting a little bit more complex life is getting a little bit more difficult because of that of the things that are coming your way and uh, first thing that the Holy Spirit was saying to me you need to change your friends We we had a lot of worldly friends. Not in the sense of of friends that are constantly under the influence or party, but they were people of the world. They they were not really serious. They know about Jesus. They were coming to our small group, but they were very much in the world. I mean, they could only live for now and ever. First thing that we had to do is to to get rid of, of those friends, and I mean Jesus did it for us so uh, all of a sudden we got exposed to demons and and those kind of teaching about deliverance and i remember you guys remember those years the pokemon that came out and uh, then later on it was all these i think there was he-man and there's dragons and you get all those little things that that beep and mobile there's little dragons so uh I took one of those things to the friends of us and I said if you want to see how a demon looks like this is how a demon looks like it was the last that we see in that frame also. <laughs> 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 so God get rid of those frames for us <laughs> you see there's an Afrikaans expression that says if you who say if, 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 you, if you eat if you take the food and you put it in the in if you take good food and you put it in the, in, the, in the food of the pigs, then the pigs are going to eat you as well. So, for every one of us, we know that if you want to see your destiny or if you want to progress, look at who your friends are. We need to get friends that can invest in our lives. We, we know these type of things. Not friends that, that pull you down. Not friends that, that are constantly negative. Complaining about the things of the world. I'm not saying we have to put our stick our heads in the sand. But that is one of the things that God showed us. Second thing is. I pray God I need my faith to increase. Well, I've told you guys a story before. If there is one thing. That God is going to take you up. One of them is. If you say God give me patience. He's going to. Make sure that you will have patience. He will bring everything in your... Hand. He said, God, give me faith. Rest assured, He is going to test you to make sure that you have faith. And all of a sudden, I mean, we're already running on a, on a deficit. Melani was working at this point, at that, at that stage. And both of us had a clear word from God that you must stop working. I think Melani was getting something like 5,000 Rand a month at that stage. Now we're already running on a deficit of 2,000 Rand a month and then God says you need to stop working you need to trust me. So all of a sudden we have a deficit of 9,000 Rand. Cool. What an exciting prospect. God will test your faith. Probably have have testified to you guys many times that I was driving a green Hyundai truck, And I heard this testimony in, in one of Bruce Wilkinson's teachings, in, uh, the, uh, the Testing of Your Faith was the name of the series. And he was telling about this pastor that he put his white handkerchief on the dashboard covering the fuel gauge because there was no petrol in the car. And he was trusting God to drive. Only difference I did I didn't cover the fuel gauge, <laughs> so I've seen. You know that, that enough light. When that when that light comes on and say enough is enough, then you know it's enough. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to take God on His word. Now I know for a fact that in that season, that God was testing our faith. I know for a fact, there were four times, I was, I was still staying in Pinetown. So, traveling 40 40k in the morning, 40 k back. Four times, I know, that I know, that I know, there was more than enough, you No, know? There was less than enough fuel in that car. But it was enough for God to, to take me to Camperdown and back home. And there were four times that I have run out of petrol on the freeway. And instead of complaining, God asked me, What are you going to do? And I was thanking him for giving me the privilege to in spite of this to, to test him or not to take not to test him, but to take him on his word to see what he's going to do. The most amazing things have happened, if I have to tell you we're going to, to be a while So that is the, the other thing. If you and I Based on that scripture in, in, in Hebrews, you and I really want to become mature to discern what is good and, and bad. One of our desires is to start growing in our faith. Ask God to test us in our faith. It's not going to be easy. Okay. I remember it was also during that time that our kids were small and a, and a friend came and he prophesied to us your bread basket and your pantry will always be full. Now we had a massive, we had a, a cupboard, a big cupboard in the kitchen. And when you opened that cupboard, it was, there was no mirrors in that cupboard. But when you opened that cupboard, the thing was so empty that you see your own reflection coming back <laughs> at you. And my, my, myself, we we'll take our small children and we we'll tell them, just look at it remember that those days you get those tinkies yeah. just look at it just imagine the tinkies that you are going to have <laughs> to stir our own faith in spite of of our circumstances there were days that we only had lentil soup and rice and spring onions looking back now i don't want those days again but the thing is, most of the most the, the majority of of of, the, of of miracles that we've seen was in those days when we when we stepped out and trusted God in our circumstances. to see whether He's going to come through for us. I remember I was so bold as in that season while we are growing. I mean, and you guys know it doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, it sometimes. It, it took, I think, two to three years before things changed. I eventually grew, grew so bold that even if that light, that orange light on the Elytra says enough, I was prepared to come to Camperdown at night and drive back to Pinetown. And I know but fortunately God didn't take me there. God, you, you guys, we, we all know that it's not a good thing to... To run out of gas on the on the freeway but this the thing is as you are prepared god strip me of these things i want to grow and i want to mature i'm not be prepared i'm am not in uh i'm not satisfied with the milk food anymore i want to do the greater things of god i want to really see your faithfulness and uh <clears throat> and how you are coming through um uh, you see, Job says that even though he slayed me, I will still trust him. So, uh, <clears throat> okay, no Hebrews 11:7, 7. One of those verses also that God pressed on my heart in those times was Hebrews 11 verse 7. Without faith, it is impossible to please God for God. He's a rewarder of those who come to Him and diligently seek him. So He says, He's a rewarder of faith and He's also a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That was one of the verses that really sustained me uh, in that time. One of the other words of Jesus where, in, in John where Jesus says that, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, And it shall be done for you some of the Bible says it will be done for you other Bibles use the word shall if it says shall it is peremptory rest assured it will happen if you abide in me and your and and, and my words abide in you then then all these things uh, will happen you see even even during that time that that Melania and myself was really struggling We had to sell that elantra just to to pay what was necessary obviously now it's not nice to do that and (coughs) only have one car and milani was needing the the car because the kids were still small they had to be taken to, to school so i advertised looking for a lift from Pinetown to, to Camperdown and back. And there was a guy that whose kids was also in to school. And only the problem with that guy is that every morning, six o'clock, he was at our house. Picking me up, six o'clock in the morning, he would drop me in Camperdown on the freeway, go to Merrittsburg and then five o'clock, quarter past five in the afternoon, he we'll would come back, pick me up, and take me home drop me on the, on the freeway, so I'll jump uh, on the freeway and off the side and I will walk over isn't that far. And in that time, to keep myself busy, I've wrote down pages and pages full of scriptures. When God was speaking to me, I wrote down the scripture and I think whew, probably probably was three years that I was traveling with this guy. For three years, and he dropped me off quarter around about 20, to 20 past six half past six in the morning so the office only opened at quarter to eight i will go to my office and i will memorize using the time to memorize scripture while i was waiting from four o'clock till quarter past five waiting here on the freeway on the on-ramp for him to come i will memorize scriptures because we only had a car many times i had to walk where i wanted to walk Took those pages i didn't take the whole page so the little page otherwise everybody is going to see what you are doing so those three years was incredible years i've memorized big chunks of scriptures because i i was using the opportunity making best use of the opportunity that is even why today i didn't see it at that point in time but now i see those were the days when god was training me to mature so today when i have an issue my default mode is those or are those scriptures that that i've memorized uh, in that time so uh, that is why also where i got where i start to understand the meaning of philippians 4 verse 11 to 30 so while someone just read 11 uh, philippians 4 verse 11 to 13 see what you and you she said paul says i've learned the secret i've learned the secret to be content, whether i have a lot or whether i'm lacking you guys see what he says that there is a secret to be content in your circumstances whether you have a lot and the only way that, that, you, that you and i will experience that secret is what the hebrews Five, the same you have to learn the secret it doesn't come unfortunately many times to learn the secret to be content comes with hardship comes with trials and things that god want to change in our lives okay so when my encouragement to you is when things are really going bad remember this verse i've learned the secret to be content in my circumstances okay then some hundred uh, colossians Okay, I'm looking. Psalm 119 verse 162 says that, I rejoice in your word. Some of the other translations say, I rejoice in your promises like one who has found great treasure. You guys see what I'm saying? Have you ever come to the place where you and I can say, I rejoice in God's promises like one who found great treasure and when things are really tough, can you and I really say that, that I rejoice? Is it possible to rejoice in God's promises? Is it possible to rejoice in His in His Word? Uh, Psalm 116, verse 17 says that I will give you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Guys, do you hear what Paul is saying? He says, "I'm not the, the psalmist, but Paul says that in all circumstances, give thanks. If you and I, if it so happened, you and I pick up COVID, and it so happened, and we are trusting God that none of us will pick it up, but I'm just using an example. If it so happened that you and I pick it up and we end up in hospital, but we are not so sick that we are asleep or whatever. Can you and I, will you and I be able to give God a sacrifice of thanksgiving in the circumstance that we are? If you think of that, or if a friend of us pick up cancer, whatever, can you and I give thanks to God in the circumstance? That only comes with Hebrews 5. You need to learn not to be babies anymore <clears throat> that is the desire for all of us guys i mean that is why we are having this thing here because what our desire is to, to for and, and i know that but all of us are making progress here. that in spite of our circumstance we can inspire one another yes i am real i don't say put your head in the sand and say okay now I have this major issues, finances, I have no food on the table. Hallelujah, God is good. I'm not saying it wasn't real, and many people will say, Yeah, but you are lying. Because you are not real, because there's no food in your table. The thing is, you see where maturity comes in? For when I say to you, in spite of the fact that I don't have food on my table, God is good. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who's unreal you criticizing me is unreal because you do not see what I see because God's word cannot change God says you are blessed in spite of your circumstances give thanks in spite of your circumstances and many times if we give thanks in our circumstances give him a sacrifice of thanksgiving the breakthrough will come Hebrews 5 verse or Hebrews 13 verse 15 someone in this room, they think Mm-hmm. 13 13 verse 15. Okay, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Oh, man, isn't that amazing? Giving a sacrifice of praise continuously. So, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And the sacrifice of praise continuously—it's just two sides of the same coin. If we get into this default mode, learn the secret of being content in all my circumstances. If I've learned the secret. I will give God a sacrifice of praise, irrespective of my circumstances. You guys, with me? Amen. Shall we pray that God try and? No, no, I don't want to go there. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Guys, and then just, uh, Jackie, I saw that someone you had Colossians 4, verse 2. That's also an amazing verse, that one. Colossians 4, verse 2. Or <coughs> well, whoever has it can read it. Mm-hmm. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. You guys see what he says Continue in prayer and watch in the same thanksgivings. So in other words, you and I pray and we are watching, expecting what, what we are going to pray is going to happen and we are thanking God in advance. In other words, giving a sacrifice of thanksgiving. God, thank you what you are going to do in this circumstance. Cool. You guys okay? Wonderful. So I hope that I've, you guys got inspired tonight. Some of the... I mean the word of God always inspires yes. good mm-hmm. any questions <laughs> yes you can do too, so much so you can let, let's the sorry so then, so then you, then you, you see if you look at John 3 verse 16 I'm, I'm just okay. using that one verse yeah. but there are many many verses let me rather say there are two schools of thought. The one school of thought will quote out of the Bible many many s- scripture references that says that you cannot use your, lose your salvation. There are many renowned pastors that believe that you cannot use, lose your salvation. Then the other school of thought will also by many, many scriptures back up or show you that you can lose your salvation. why i say you can lose your salvation is that for for example john 3:16 says that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who ever believes yes believes doesn't say believe he said believes present continuous tense shall not perish but have eternal life there are many other scriptures in the bible as well so in other words as long as you and i believe till the day that we die and walking out our salvation with fear and trembling. i mean if you go to the book of of, of little john in other words uh, the epistle of john it says that he who practices righteousness he said in, uh, in john 3 he says he who practices sin is of the devil okay he said he who practices righteousness is of God in other words pr- talking of present continuous then why would Jesus say, in the book of Revelation I will never take your name out of the book of life isn't that an odd statement to make I will never take your, book, your name out of the book of life of life so in other words there is a possibility that he can take your name out of the book of life he said to Moses, Moses said to, to, to God take my name remember when Israel was murmuring, rebelling in the desert, God says to Moses I'm going to kill all of them, I'm going to start afresh with you and Moses said to God, no, 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 you cannot do this take my name out of the book of life, and God says no, those who have sinned against me, I will take their names out of the book of life God of the old, so I I, just to answer your question okay, I believe you can lose your salvation, other people say you cannot lose yourself but I'm not prepared to take the chance. Okay. Mm. Yeah. See whether the leave in me means-